0: Hey. Hello. Hey. Hi hey. Jeremy. Hey. Hey.
1: Hey. <laughs> Welcome back from Florida. Yeah. Just tonight. Did, did you get any are you like sunburned with white lines around your wrist and Yeah,
0: yeah, I'm yeah, doing the lobster style. No, it, it, I, I took it easy and lots of sunscreen, so I think I have a what other people would consider spring tan, I think. Mm-hmm. that's my summer tent it's something like that i stay uh i keep it calm yeah but i feel good it was nice yeah it was yeah we we really went all the way of like nice hotel and not, no appointments and no obligations and uh, yeah
1: and we even skipped the podcast <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah 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 yeah, which no. uh no apologies uh, also ho-
0: hotel wi-fi was really not great so
1: yeah yeah what hotel were you at
0: uh first the confidant and then the standard we we did one week we were the original plan was to really test miami and see if we wanted to get a place there as an investment and then rent it out part of the year and then we would spend the winters there Mm. but then lately i'm really enjoying new york and i feel like uh there's going to be visitors again and people coming by and i don't really see myself being away for three months of the year so that wouldn't make it worth the trouble.
1: Yeah, I mean, it was great. I came and visited you in New York on my way back from Washington, D.C., and it was yeah. lovely to see you and to you see you in your l- Tesla. Yeah, and New York was kind of like, it seemed like, in, at least in that little kind of area of, of the city that we were in, like um, uh, like that, brunch that zone.
0: area. We're, we're talking about Nolita, Soho, sort of uh, my favorite restaurant, the Kokoron, the Soba Noodles. That area has felt back to normal very early on cuz it's it's a very young people area and so mm-hmm. i think if you go went to upper east side that's a lot of people who have a second home far away yeah but this is an area like young people have less risk with covid so they were likelier to go try a new restaurant outside and all that stuff and so yeah but i th- overall i think in the us now it really feels like uh you can take your mask off and all those things and in Florida, and they never had any rules, and uh,
1: yeah. You know what's funny though? I was just thinking, like, I didn't go down to like Fifth Avenue or anything. I used to like go shopping if I was in New York, or I didn't go and see what was, Uniqlo. You know, yeah. The, I don't have to do that anymore because we have Uniqlo here. But opening ceremony and, and stuff like that. I didn't go to any. But I think it's like I didn't even think of it because I'm like, oh, you don't go shopping anymore. Shopping doesn't exist.
0: <laughs> no, I I, I think. Because I live so close to all the shops, yeah, I sometimes go and it's if you go to a shop more than once, they start to get to know you and it gets really awkward. Like you've, you've bought something before and then the shop clerk is really excited that you're back. <laughs> oh, I'm back. Let me show you this and this. And they make so much effort. And then you don't really like the shirt, but you, it's like a Seinfeld episode. And you're like, he's so nice. Maybe I'll just buy the shirt. And then you get home and you're like, oh man, this doesn't fit well. I should return it. But then he's going to be upset or he or she and... It's a whole th- so then if you're just used to online shopping and you just order a bunch of sizes and return half of it, it's kind of a better experience. Yeah, I
1: guess I was just thinking like, well, shops are closed here, and but like for most people, they haven't been able to go to a store, like other than a grocery store, in over a year. Yeah. It's just, yeah, you're not in the habit. You know?
0: Don't you feel like it? Uh, and it's probably not true for you, but I feel like I shop more because it's online and like I'll try this, I'll try that. That was I'm true at first. La- lazy to return stuff.
1: And- that was true at first, but now I feel guilty about it because our concierge, this is like. <laughs> this is <so> <laughs> Welcome to the privilege podcast. Like, <laughs> I feel bad because he's like. Surrounded with boxes, and like I don't want to add to the box burden. We, you know like the, a the Republican <laughs> term. With,
0: whenever you feel bad for you, like you're a job creator, so they will hire a second doorman.
1: Uh, well, there's always two guys. Actually, they tag team, but still, yeah. like I still feel bad about the <laughs> like the box situation. Because isn't
0: it funny with those type of jobs that you feel bad, but it's also maybe it's a really chill job. Like maybe they don't like being in an office. Maybe
1: no, no. Of course, usually I think it's yeah. like. Um, like I, I know a few of them, like they're students and it's like, you know, flexible hours. And anyway, but um, yeah.
0: like it, if if I was just coming out of uh, art school and not figuring it out then I would have a job that's like eight hours a day, but half the time I could do some sketching. That's not a bad job.
1: Yeah, I don't think there's any sketching happening. It's mostly letting in Uber Eats people and like I said, packaging. Yeah, yeah, something. yeah. It's
0: pretty busy. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: How, how many units are in your building? Mm, maybe like uh, a couple hundred max, less than that, I think. Cause, okay,
0: here it's about 100.
1: Yeah, maybe it's about 150.
0: Yeah. yeah. Oh, the woes of normal life, of of modern
1: life, sorry. Of <laughs> um, <laughs> modern privileged life. Yeah. Um, no,
0: I, I don't know. It's. I don't think, it's funny to say, but I think both of us live quite modestly in, in the sense that we both work from home, and yeah. it's almost like a studio apartment.
1: So I think my apartment's tiny; it's like six hundred square yeah. feet. I know most of the world lives in a—I mean, not most of the world, but most of America lives in a much bigger home than I do. Most of Canada, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I still—I don't know. I drove when but I,
0: one of the perks of the smaller home, but in a building like that, is that you have services and uh, yeah. yeah.
1: Oh no, it's a huge, huge perk. Like, um, yeah, just not and having you to pay, worry. You,
0: yeah. Even on top of your mortgage, you're paying for that directly. So. Of course. I pay um, yeah. around 500,
1: oh, $500 a month in condo fees.
0: Yeah.
1: But anyway, yeah. it was nice to drive up and see Can you. Can we
0: talk about the, the injustice of the home office and that companies are not are using people's apartments without paying for it?
1: Well, I'll tell you, it's the injustice of my laptop right now. The E key on my MacBook Pro is broken <laughs> off. And so I can't, like the most used letter on my keyboard... It's like it bounces out of its tray like it won't even hold on. Yeah, but I want to bring up a serious issue. Like, uh, I'm not a very
0: political person, but this is a a thing that affects me personally and yeah. that affects our listeners because I think all our listeners are either freelancers or they work for a boss. And freelancers know that you can deduct your home office. So you have your rent and then you're using 20% of your apartment so you can deduct it. That seems fair. Yeah, I do that. Like, Yeah. But as a employee, Christina can't deduct her use of the, of the apartment mm-hmm. because the boss is supposed to pay for that, but the boss doesn't pay for the use of our apartment. So the boss, and this not her boss in particular, but any boss. Like, yeah, sure. They have an office, and now all of a sudden the pandemic happen, happened, and they're like, oh, we don't have to pay for this office anymore. And those loser employees, they can just pay for their own office. But and so, mm. you know, everyone in New York or anyone in a... In a big city is, is always kind of in an apartment that's a little too small and all of a sudden it's also your place of work and your job but i don't know if that's changing that the job is like yeah we'll pay 20 percent of your rent but i don't think that's happening but did
1: they actually um did they actually lo- like drop the lease because no my but
0: they, they i i don't want to get too personal about this yeah. boss in particular but i think a lot of offices like they either downsize the office or use it more as a sales space mm-hmm. and as a as a showroom yeah. and well, uh, the,
1: the stock market advice is like WeWork, uh, you know, is now like going public via SPAC, uh, like yeah, a SPAC. Yeah, but who's going to pay for that? That's
0: my point. Like mm-hmm. all the employees that are, is the boss going to pay for the WeWork or is the employee paying for the WeWork? Because they're, they're going crazy with roommates and all this stuff. And
1: yeah, I've heard some of the larger employers are, are planning to offer it as like part of the a remote work package. Yeah. But then I've also well, heard they should. Yeah. I've also heard of companies that are like, "Hey, like, pretty soon we're just gonna have you all back in the office," including Google, and other. Mm. You know, a friend of mine works at Snap, and you know, so they're all they're all gonna get back to the office. And,
0: and how do you feel about
1: it? Well, everyone's normalizing around this idea of Mondays and Fridays, you'll work from home, and then in the the middle you'll you'll work at the office. But okay, it doesn't take like a genius to figure out that like pretty soon you'll be like working in the office on Monday because there's not enough meeting rooms, <laughs> and you're like you'll want to book that meeting room because meeting rooms are like where the shit goes down. And then Friday. Yeah, and, like yeah.
0: like the, the, the promise of being remote when I can't imagine if you have a meeting with three people in person and two people on an it's, iPad.
1: It's horrible. It's the worst. And yeah. that what you end up doing is you shut those people out and they're like there. And then the real meeting happens like after they hang up the phone and everyone like has a great exactly like you're
0: something. in the elevator and you oh, wow, that's a great idea I'll promote you and then it, <laughs> it, it, it's called the, the the proximity to power so the, if, if the bosses at work every day and half the employees are at work and the other half move to the suburbs and they're like oh I don't want to commute yeah. Or guess
1: guess who gets the cake? But there, like, this actually maybe is a good segue into art and artists, though too. But there's studies that have shown like people who are physically near one another also collaborate and are more creative. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. Same same shit. Why I moved to New York? Like uh, th- theoretically, I'm a digital artist that could be anywhere, yeah. but it's still about city energy.
1: Yeah. We just discount like yeah. the non-verbal or the non-written. Word as like a part of how like culture and civilization functions. Yeah.
0: What, one of the things going back to regular life with openings and social stuff is there is a big swath of artists, creative people, sensitive people, you know who you are, that have a hard time going to openings and socializing. And they were happy with this uh, mostly online life. Mm. Are there any openings? It's going to be tough going back. Has there been an
1: opening? I mean, the, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I know museums I are by gone. appointment. Hmm?
0: Yeah. I haven't gone to openings, but there are openings. But you know what I mean. Like there's a lot of people who thrive in the personal yeah. IRL and there's people who thrive in the online uh, <clears> alternate for sure, self. For sure, Yeah.
1: Um, yeah, but I think I read a Bit study. Bit of a it's ramble. Like, but, no, no, but, it's not a ramble. It's, it's like, a big deal. But I think it's like 13% or something like that, the, the studies show. <laughs> like, what, and what's 13%? Of people that have said that they actually enjoy the... The pandemic more than they did before the pandemic yeah 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 yeah. it might be like we
0: will have the corona nostalgia but i
1: think that number is probably lower because it would you know there's a social pressure to say it's you're miserable right now Um, yeah
0: the 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 thing is that when it comes to personal meetings i prefer being maximum with like four people i i just don't really like the the format of being in a room with 400 people
1: oh you mean like at an opening yeah, yeah, yeah. I can remember so going to openings with you, with with and people. you're like, "It was your own opening." You're like, "Let's get out of here." <laughs> yeah, it's uncomfortable. It's like, yeah, <laughs> um, which is cool. Yeah. I thought it was just like you wanted to. Well, it's hard to have a conversation usually because you're getting interrupted and bumped into, and yeah. you know, everyone's looking yeah. over their shoulder. With, well,
0: maybe that's the same shit as conference calls. Mm, I
1: Nobody think. Likes yeah, those. I guess maybe you're right. It's a little bit different. I think on a conference call, the reason it's not great is because you usually the quality of audio actually is just. Really bad, and then <laughs> yeah. and then you yeah. just can't see the like well, nonverbal yeah. cues. So people interrupt, and it's the interruption and the waiting. No, you go. No, you go. No, I'm sorry, yeah. you go. One,
0: one more s- one more thing before we go into the question of the week.
1: Eh, question. The, the,
0: the, ter- the Turner Prize um, <laughs> this year awarded only collectives instead of uh, solo artists.
1: That's the future, my friend.
0: And that's the future but then you're in the same shit as office life then you're on zoom and you have meetings and then you have hurt feelings and then you have an hr person and i just to me the whole joy of being an artist is that you don't have to deal with people yeah uh, that's the whole reason why you choose not nft's but anymore it's doas is that the term doa or dao Yeah, dead on arrival <laughs> dao it's dao d a o d
1: a o yeah No, but I think, like, um, well, people are trying to figure out um, how to create a more cooperative, you know, equitable future. I
0: understand the ground idea, but to me, just, we talked about starting an alternative school, and then Mm -hmm. my friend was like, but that means you're just going to be on Zoom all day. And I was like, oh, yeah, you're right. And so the same thing with DAOs or collectives or whatever. It it sounds fun, and uh, maybe writer's block is less when you have the energy of a group mm-hmm. but to me it sounds like a lot of meetings and and and, and explaining yeah. things and collaboration you know, is hard defending
1: yeah and collaboration with artists is harder like
0: I, but what's what's funny is that in music the band is a very common idea uh-huh. but i think the last few years it's more the the bedroom rapper or the bedroom producer and a lot of people operating by themselves and I don't think we think of the band anymore, but more of the solo artists. So the maybe music has moved to the more introvert bedroom artist mm. and then the art world is moving to the, the, the Rolling Stones model or something. I, yeah. I don't know. But but we know from bands that they always fight and break up and then do a reunion and
1: Yeah, but there, you're right about the bedroom musician. Um you know, like starting with Grimes but now with others and Yeah, yeah. And, um Yeah, y yeah, sense.
0: You, you don't think like in electronic music, I think it's very common for an artist to make soundscapes, but on their own, and, mm-hmm. and and you get that feeling when you're listening to it. It's like, oh, this is this person who spends a lot of time by themselves. And,
1: yeah. The weird thing is, I've been doing a lot more collaboration recently, but I do it alone, <laughs> and that sounds super <laughs> weird. But like, I um, put
0: three mirrors around myself and I say, "Hey, Jerry, what do you think of this?"
1: Yeah, like camera too. What do you believe? Yeah. Um, no, but uh, for the for my UAR stuff, I started bring on other artists. And then what I've been doing though is like asking them for their vision. And then I try and create it. And there's like kind of a back and forth. I treat them more like a client, but it's kind of fun. Cause I mean, sometimes it's frustrating. Like I've gone back and forth. Actually, this was fun. Like in the, in the artworks, there's like the artist appears in the artwork. And so there's been a, a lot of the time I'm spending is like getting the look of the artist right. They're like, "No, I want the hair to be a little curlier. Can I have bangs?" Like actually like spent a whole day last weekend just like trimming individual hairs on this like uh, this collaborative <laughs> sculpture. Sounds absurd, but I'm strangely But I, is it really strangely is it satisfying. collaboration
0: or you're building a platform and letting other people do stuff?
1: No, like the, the idea is like a lot of these folks that I'm inviting don't have the technical ability to do an augmented reality work. And so I'm helping produce it for mm. them. I've had a few listeners, actually, of the podcast uh, sign up and, and I've talked to them, which has been great, too. And it's kind of just like become this easy breezy way to collaborate and you know, today's topic is going to be writer's block, and we'll listen to the question in a second. Maybe we just listen to it now, and then we can get into it, but, um, yeah. you know, one way around writer's block before we get into the question, <laughs> <this> is totally <laughs> wrong, Let's just answer the question. Yeah, let's just answer. It. But one way around it is to work with other people, because you get, like, a new idea. But anyway, let's listen to the uh, question. So we have a question here from Intan, a uh, longtime listener, also a second question they've submitted, but let's uh, let's give it a listen.
2: Hey, Jeremy, Raphael, how are you doing? I hope you're doing well. Uh, I have a question about writer's block. I've been talking with a friend, which whom I sometimes collaborate with, and he tells me he has writer's block right now, and uh, he hasn't been able to come up with anything creative recently. And I'm of the opinion that that doesn't exist, or it's not necessarily about creativity, I mean, I feel that when I can't come up with anything, it's because I'm drained of energy and I can't do really anything well. So, yeah, what do you think about writer's blog, creative blog? Does it exist? Uh, Is it good? Is it necessary, maybe? I don't know. Tell me and thank you for your good work at Good Point and keep doing it. Bye.
0: Thank you, Inton. Question number two from Inton. He, he asked us before about time management and this week about writer's block and does it exist? And I thought about it for a second, and then this is going to sound very annoying, but I don't have any
1: experience with writer's block. Wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. You often told me, and in fact, it's been on yeah. this podcast, so it's, in re- it's recorded, that you sit down at like kind of your sketch pad, like a blank piece of paper. Yeah. And you find it quite torturous to sit yeah, down yeah, that way. Yeah, yeah.
0: But the, but I always have a, a long list of uh, things to do, mm-hmm. and then I'm, I'm kind of working ahead of myself. So maybe that's a way around writer's block. Hmm. But uh, what, what I'm trying to maybe what I'm trying to say is, if I have a show or I have an exhibition or a project, I always have twenty-five half-finished things ready to go. Yeah. So maybe that's my point. Like I, I can't come up with an idea every day, but I always have enough ingredients in the, what do you call the the storage room of the kitchen?
1: The fridge, <laughs> the
0: cupboard, <laughs> the pantry. Another, the pantry. Yeah, okay. the pantry is always full. Let's put it that way. Like, they, like someone, maybe my point for writer's block is you can't come up with something great every day. But I think it's very good to have a lot of ingredients ready, so when you're asked mm-hmm. the ingredients are already there and they're they're really from you they're not be- at least for me that's uh i don't work well when someone says, "Hey, this is the space, this is the theme, this is the deadline, oh and yeah I'll come up with something yeah. i always and it, well, I think that's maybe where writer's block really becomes bad when there's too many uh too many limitations or themes and yeah. narrative. And, Whenever and that happens, I
1: just uh, modify an existing idea. <laughs> yeah, it, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. So. but the, the, I mean, usually it's because like the, uh, there's really only been one idea, and it's just kind of like evolved, uh, like a, like in a you know like a poem. Or, like I've added verses over the years, you know, and it, it, mm. it it's different. It, it, you wouldn't know it, but to me, it seems like a like a coherent narrative um, that just. Yeah. No, but maybe
0: what I'm trying to say also about writer's block is that uh, a lot of it has to do with enthusiasm, and so if you start doing something and you get a good reaction, then I think in the subconscious it opens up something where you're saying, "Oh, there's a door for me, and I have permission, and i I can feel I can leave away some hurt some worries because there's a a
1: space for me and, and a kind of Excuse belief me. sorry bless you does, does that make sense <laughs> it does it, I mean it strikes me that we're saying writers block but we mean you're, we're talking about creative block right um, writing it, itself is a different different story I think we're, well we're both not writers so we can't really why well, write about that I've written I mean I, but I'm not a writer professionally no you're right you're not a novelist well that's interesting like you would say it, you know yeah but I mean if I was doing my PhD or something and writing a thesis I might also get blocked Kristen sometimes does. Um, And it will be about how to to get the idea on paper sometimes. Like, I have experienced that personally, even earlier today, where it's the, you know, I have to, I don't know, maybe it's the opposite of writer's block. Like, I have to start to know what to do. Um, So I have to, like, just start doing things. Yeah, but one of the
0: reasons it's called writer's block and not painter's block or something like that is that writing, there are no practical uh, preparations, and most other things like tuning your guitar or gessoing the canvas, or uh, you know, cleaning up the studio because there's so many tools. Mm. The writer's tools are so simple that it's just like, okay, sit down and do it. Right. And and there's no ritual whatsoever. There's no physical labor, and I think specifically, then you're just in idea space and mind space and. You don't have that physical sort of Mister Miyagi karate kid like you move your hands in the, in extending the wall infinitely, and then the ideas sort of come.
1: Yeah, but that's why they teach you like to do an outline, and then there's like all those mind yeah. mapping tools and things like that because you want to get the conceptual kind of blocks, building blocks out yeah. first.
0: I I recommend the, the author Carl Over Knausgard and he wrote these long diaries and a lot about him growing up and becoming a writer and he had writer's block for i don't know three years or something and Mm. basically became an alcoholic and was torturing himself and i'm not good enough and i'm not good enough i'm not good enough and it it just took him a long time to find his angle yeah he was writing and it felt too much like another person and then it felt too much like another person and he couldn't find his own voice interesting i think that's really
1: well that's another qualifier which is like it's not really writer's block it's like it's disappointment in your in your output. Like this is not quite right, block. <laughs> um, yeah, which I think I I have definitely is, experienced. It's
0: true to a point. Like not everyone's a
1: genius. Well, definitely neither of us are geniuses, are we? Yeah.
0: <laughs> but but what I mean is that like, that's maybe what I mean with the enthusiasm and the energy that you get back from an audience. Uh, yeah. If you don't get any of that, it's hard to really. If, keep going.
1: Well, it's funny, because Kristen's often saying, like, um, she has a bunch of writing to do in the next two weeks, and so originally, like, we were in quarantine the last two weeks because we traveled, and she was, like, looking at quarantining in, like, a cabin in the woods all alone, and I was like, why don't you want to do that? And she's like, because I have to focus on my writing, and um, I thought it was interesting because I have the opposite, usually. I the put shining. On, I have to put on music, and like, have distractions all around me to actually focus, but um... Mm. I think I'm.
0: Just, I like a, yeah, I like having less distractions, and it is harder at home because there's always a lot of chores. So you're like, oh, I could do. That's this. not a problem for me. That.
1: That's definitely not a problem for me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's my form of procrastination. I'm like, oh, I could sit and sketch, but I could also do the dishes.
1: Yeah, yeah. I have a problem that is maybe the opposite. And maybe some of our listeners have this too, which is like, if I'm not making things, I have extreme guilt. Like. If I'm not working on something. So I might. Do you ever not have extreme guilt? Well, do you It just, I, I feel like you, you don't have blood in your veins. You just have guilt. All I have is like, Liquid well, I don't guilt. know if it's guilt anymore because I was thinking about this, like this morning I was like, I'm going to take a, li- a couple hours this morning and just like enjoy myself. And, like play a video game or something, and then all of a sudden I was just like, "But I could be doing this other thing. I could be working on this project. I could be." Yeah,
0: but is is that a question of guilt, or is it that the other thing is more fun than playing Nintendo?
1: That's right. That's what I found. I always wondered why my parents didn't like video games. I think we've talked about this on the podcast before, but like as a child. But often I'm like, this video game is like so much less advanced than the video game of, of uh, working on something. But yeah, uh, I,
0: I think I think. A big part of the being successful is having fun.
1: Yeah, I mean that's a good and big part of writer's block too, though, right? Like if you're not it doesn't it sounds like, I mean at least one of the things that I would do. Sorry, we're not bringing in more references. Like there's probably some famous examples here that were um, that we're omitting. But you, you mean know, as, like successful methods? Well, exactly. Like there's exactly there's, there's like, tons of
0: books that are, like. Uh, they ask the hundred uh, most famous writers, Well, what's your daily ritual? What do you eat for breakfast? All that kind of, and it, it, There was one book where it was people from two centuries ago up until now, and it was like the daily ritual of Nietzsche, where he would walk through the forest or maybe Beethoven up until now, and everyone had these very strict routines, like swimming in ice water every morning or whatever. And I like the response of David Foster Wallace, where he's like, sometimes i'm in a manic episode and i don't sleep for three days and write the whole book and then i'm depressed again for three weeks and mm. he was just one big mess
1: but it strikes me that um
0: but know, i i like the honesty of that like not everybody is like okay i do 1400 push-ups and then make one line of text and
1: yeah yeah maybe that's the thing we're getting to here though but like because like i don't think andy warhol probably had much of a creative block like he was packaging no. up you know his no his used hamburger wrappers in boxes and calling that <laughs> art he was uh, also on speed <laughs> there's the answer
0: on amphetamines you know that those were diet pills at the time and you could just get them everywhere
1: but it strikes me like actually a, a warhol character was collaborating a lot as well like different people were coming through the studio yeah, yeah, the factory yeah. with different ideas and there was a lot of trial and error in in the practice right like okay i'm going to try a film okay i'm going to try and like
0: but that that was also uh, there was an economic engine behind it that created the the speed. So mm-hmm. it it was the time, and then it was the drugs, and but it was also the money. And it's like, oh, if we print more of these, we make more money. Let's go, let's go, let's go. And and then you get into this numbers game. If you want the numbers to go up, and it's very, you know, he's always said, I'm a business artist. I'm I'm gonna run this like a business. So it's yeah. like, you do R and D, you see what hits, you make more of it, you make it more efficient, you improve the assembly line, and, and yeah. You know.
1: I was talking to a friend who had kind of like they wanted to put an NFT up, and you and I have talked about this a few times on the podcast, obviously. But they've been working on this like NFT for like six months, eight months. I think it might even be a year now. And like on on the last round, the way NFT works, (laughs) yeah. The last round, (laughs) they're like, yeah, like the lighting's kind of off. There's a little bit of fog. You know, I want it's not quite right. And I was like, it's fine. It's fine. (laughs) It's like <laughs> yeah. you should do. You should do five of these, and this is the first one. It's fine. Um, yeah, but so no I think I think the, more often way. than not, though, that's the type of block people experience, which is the perfection block. Like you know, but the, I've
0: also seen a lot of people figuring out their life, and a lot of people go to art school and want to be an artist, and then later on they figure out they are better maybe being an editor or being someone working in restoration or someone there's all, all these kind of things around the arts. So maybe writer's block is also a moment of figuring that out for yourself because
1: you should, I mean, here's what I've, the advice that I've heard um, from like career coaches and stuff is like the thing that you're doing, if, if you're not happy doing it, you're going to disagree with this immediately, but like there should be some energy that is, it pushes you forward. Yeah. Like it's self-propelling Um, so that it doesn't quote-unquote feel like work even though it does feel like work but what you know you don't feel like you have a choice in in the matter Um, but
0: to me that the things around the creation all the 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 labor around it is very fun because it at that point there's not so much risk Uh, you're like oh I'm figuring out the best compression for this video and you render it 12 times and you make a spreadsheet and it's like oh that one looks the best and you test the different browsers that's kind of fun it's like fun puzzle and it's not too much stress but the creation part it, it, even though i wouldn't say i have writer's block is always a little bit scary and then some days you don't have an idea some days you do mm-hmm. but um yeah the fun part to me is after that like oh it, like you're waiting for the idea and then it's there and then you go make it
1: yeah well it's actually like grounded in reality like like the last time so when was the last time you sat down and you had to come up with something brand new?
0: I never had to. Like that's the I think that's why I don't see it as writer's block. Like that's the big difference. Like if someone says, "Okay, you have a solo show and you have to show 100% new work and you have 2 days. Go."
1: Mhm. I had that. That's not how I work. I had, I yeah. mean for like 7 on 7, I remember I had to do that years ago. That's <laughs> one of the first times you, you and I met, but like yeah. 7 on 7 is this thing run by Rhizome in the New Museum and basically they pair you up with a complete stranger, you know, usually a CEO or someone in technology as an artist and then you have 24 hours to come up with a new project. Well,
0: here is the example. If I was asked for 7 on 7, I have an idea ready right now. You do? I do. But what if that part- I want an app I want an app for the phone yeah. that whenever you use the work li- like the phone buzzes. Like It's going to correct you not to use the word like anymore.
1: Mm, is that a problem you have? I've never even heard yeah. you say like. No,
0: it's a problem with the language being diluted with a word that doesn't make sense. Mm, sounds like a judgment. But... <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> you better believe
1: it. <laughs> it sounds no, like... No, but that, that, that's what I mean. Like yeah.
0: I, I, When I talk about writer's block, I, have, I always make lists of unfinished ideas. So maybe that's a big part of... Uh, Working around writer's block is writing down ideas that you're not sure of.
1: Where do you keep these lists of ideas? Is it the in your head? Or, oh, really? No, no. Yeah, yeah, so you're that organized. Yeah. I just have them in my head. I, I, I've tried taking notes. Haven't you seen Kirby
0: Enthusiasm? Yeah, of course. He he walks around with a, a little notepad, and then he loses it one episode, and he's like, oh, that's half a year of ideas. <laughs> he writes everything down, every, every stupid observation. I
1: was a sketchbook person forever, and... Then eventually, like, what happened was I became a manager, like, in corporate, you know, software, and the amount that I would have to take in notes, there's no way I could ever, like, go back, and I would just be too much paper every day, and so I put most of my energy toward, and it's probably not scalable, but, like, towards efficiently remembering things now i think about it, i have a terrible memory <laughs>
0: <laughs> but this is maybe this is a good point about writer's block is if you don't have a lot of time and then you have a deadline and someone says hey i'm doing this publication do you want to do something for it yeah and you haven't prepared a lot of stuff because you're busy because your life is full mm-hmm. that's kind of that sacrifices episode like if you do want to have four cars and 16 kids and 12 houses how much time are you going to have to make notes
1: well I don't think the no- I mean I n- I don't have this problem so the notes thing's not an issue but here's what I will say that I have to do is when I have to come up with a new idea or like an iterative like con- I'm in an iterative context or something like someone's like hey what do you think of this idea or can you propose something I have to write actually to get to mm-hmm. the idea so yeah in my process is I open up like Google Docs or something and I start to like start with I do the start with why thing like the Simon Sinek thing you know Simon Sinek he's that like motivational speaker or whatever but I'll be like okay well why do I like why does my practice exist and then I'll be like the job of this yeah and then I'll be like what is this context and I'll be like okay so what would I do given you know my why in this context But that's
0: very different from your early works on YouTube
1: Hmm. I don't know
0: like the way it started oh Those didn't seem like they were trying to solve a problem
1: Um, that's probably true. Like, but very early on, they were, it was all reaction based. So what I would do is I would just like pay attention. And I still do this, actually. So I'll be like, I'll notice something. It is a bit of a Seinfeldian way of working which is I'll be like what the fu- what's up with NFTs and then I'll be like <laughs> what's up <laughs> with these airplane It seems bathrooms. like they're all about the money. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and yeah, <laughs> what what's the point of renting a car if Well, that's that's yeah. one way. That's
0: definitely one way like observational comedy and then there's observational art. It's like, "Hey, this doorknob looks strange. Why don't I make a drawing of
1: it?" I I mean, I think observational art is the original art, right? Like it's Yeah. Can we observe the sunset? Yeah.
0: No, I, I I, I think saying that I don't know what writer's block is was a bit of a... I'm just... Right now, I'm yeah, in a moment Yeah, you're being where a jerk. I'm, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not being a jerk. It's just right now in the last two years, it, every time I want to sit down and make a, a sketch for a new work, I'm kind of afraid. And then some days nothing comes up. Most days I have something. I, I have a big surplus of ideas, if you count my if you think of my work as having ideas, maybe some people will look at my work and say there's not even any idea there, so that's another question but hmm. for me i'm I'm pretty happy with the so i'm not I'm not really familiar with really having a long stretch of like half a year, no idea at all
1: when you're um you know working on one of your animations or something, does it actually exist yeah. as like a line in a spreadsheet? Like, you mean the idea? Yeah, is it like zooming squares in pink?
0: No, no, it's all it's all uh, pen on paper, just a, a sort of diagrammatic storyboard kind of drawings.
1: I see, so it's, it's never written in words, it's, written, it's visual. No,
0: yeah, it's visual. But if, for me, often ideas come just from being bored. So that's maybe a big part of writer's block is accepting boredom.
1: But I think if we go all the way back to when we were students... I definitely had some really bad ideas that I would now consider writer's block, because I'd be like, "That's a shitty idea, and I'd throw it away. Um,
0: like making work about not having an idea.:
1: Yeah, it might be something like that, or like I did all kinds of of crap. I remember though, like one of the works that I remember doing because I didn't know what to do for a class was I recorded my like myself running to class, and then I presented the video recording as soon as I walked in late, cause I was going to be first up. So I was like, mm. I, I pressed stop when that's I got into good. class, <laughs> yeah, but like, it was like, I literally, I'd procrastinated to the last minute. And I'm like, that's it. <laughs> Just record my well, that's way to class. What's,
0: that's what's funny. Uh, like I remember definitely the idea of procrastination in, in high school, having to do math or history or whatever and, and waiting too long and doing it at night because you have to, but, at some point when you're an artist, I think being an artist is about doing things for yourself and not for others. Yeah. I know that's a controversial statement, but... No, it's that's not. the way I feel t- about we've it. We've talked about it, yeah. I got it. No, no, no. But I, I I think right now it's all about helping the world and, uh, you, you know, heal the world. Well, you still have
1: art. to help. I mean, helping the world is still for yourself. There, there's a selfishness yeah. in... But you
0: get my point. But yeah. anyway, for me, it's really about... Enjoying things because you, you want it to exist, not because you think it's going to help people. But anyway, if you are, once you're, you've are you decided, okay, I'm making work because I want it, not because others want it, and there's no framework and, and there's no question from someone else, then there's no deadline, there's no pressure.
1: Mm, that's different, yeah. The no deadline thing is a real problem for some people.
0: But that's, th- yeah, a lot of people... Yeah, but I I think if you can't work uh so basically what we're talking about is making works into a void. Like the void of art history or the void of the internet or the void. If you can't deal with that then
1: Yeah, I think the only way for you to generate that is if I asked you to make a feature film, like a completely different media for which you haven't maybe generated an idea yeah. or storyboard. You know, you would probably yeah. have to go on a different journey. Um
0: yeah, but that doesn't make any sense to me. Like, I, I would not ask Hokusai or Rembrandt, hey, you should do a feature film. It's like, no, they're really good at what they do.
1: Yeah, Why but it, w- I think that's like a common creative practice these days, which is like to diversify your your creative output, like to have a perfume. No, I and think like,
0: people should do whatever they feel like. I
1: know, but I'm just saying, like, there's... I know lots of artists now that it's like they came out with a running shoe and then they did like, a, you know, no, music. No, but there's drag. lots of
0: artists who tried to make a feature film and it's really bad. Like, mm-hmm. I think Murakami made a film and it was really bad. And there's this this moment of grandeur, like you've done all the museum shows. And like, you know what? I'm a cool person. I can also make a movie.
1: But maybe that's what I'm talking about, which is like, it's not that they have writer's block, it's that they don't have writer's filter, <laughs> which is like yeah, the yeah, filter yeah. for the bad ideas. You know, yeah. <clears throat> like that filter, like it's not a, I've, like they this is what they say in corporate culture ideas are cheap everyone has ideas it's actually like the ability to execute which is the ability to do yeah. them well that is rare and difficult and also the perseverance yeah. you know throw I away the bad ones around
0: 2009 10 something like that meeting an app developer and he's like oh man every day at least seven people come up to me with an app idea and they all say the same thing I'm not a coder, I don't have any money, but if you make this, we'll share the profit.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like he has no ideas. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I hate that idea. If I was an engineer, I'd find it infuriating that people think of me as like a blank canvas that they can buy. But I ha- yeah. I mean, I've definitely met developers that want to be told what to do, um, like just tell me what to do. But the ones I enjoy working with the most... I'm working with one right now, like they push back and they have ideas that are, you know, different than my own or better than my own in some cases. But, um, I don't know. I, I think that that that's where the collaboration thing comes in for me again. Like you're, it's a huge missed opportunity to understand yeah. what that person might observe that you can't observe. Right. And that's where I, I def, I definitely, I know you're not, I mean this is a collaboration we wouldn't have an interesting conversation if it was just, I wouldn't even know what to say for an hour
0: yeah I agree I agree with that I, I, I think podcasts I like conversational podcasts but um, here's an example of writers block or not having writers block like I wrote haiku for a while and I would come up with a lot of them and at some point it's kind of stopped
1: mm.
0: I have no idea why
1: is that and a, I don't is- call
0: that writers block it's just like you know, I made about two hundred of them, or camera and and it'll come back in a few years. And what I mean is, when you're doing it for yourself, you don't have a boss. Yeah, there's no curator saying we need ten haiku tomorrow. You know, that's not a good place to start when someone tells no, you. No, I think you're getting to something. We have a deadline and a theme, and like I came up with haiku for some reason. Like it was exciting for a moment, and now they're not. Like it's not on top of my head, but you know, maybe in five years I'll make a bunch again and. That's okay.
1: I think one of the good points that we're missing here that you're kind of alluding to reminds me of like, um, that, you know, famous Daniel Pink book drive, which is like the things that motivate people like at the heart of this, of being blocked is motivation. Right. So, but what is motivation? It's like momentum in a direction, right? Yeah. And da- energy. Yeah. And Daniel yeah. Pink, you know, names three things that are essential to feeling for people feeling motivated. And this is based on like study, not his own study, but the studies of others. And um, those things are craft. So actually like the material does matter. And, and, and it's mastery over that craft that he says, right? Like, you know, getting a little bit better at the craft actually is a motivating force. Well, maybe, Another, maybe one way
0: around well, writer's block is also not to think about uh, being better because Mm. That can really be destructive. Well, the, well like, there's two oh, other. Oh, the last thing was so good, and I have to make it even better.
1: Well, there's two other things. The other two are autonomy and purpose. Um, the purpose thing was what I was talking about earlier, which is like I start with that like we'll start with why thing, and see okay, like how does the why apply to this context? And but then the autonomy, and this is where your deadline thing, comes in, which is actually the deadline. People often say that's a motivating force, right? But in theory, like it's. It's, an, it's a. It depends on the personality of the, the artist or the creator. Yeah. Some people love a deadline. Well, yeah, but like, a, 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 if someone's telling you to do something, in theory, it's not motivating. I've seen this firsthand, like personally, and, and maybe I'm different, but this is again based on like the Daniel Pink stuff. If someone's like, do the dishes, I'm like, no fucking way. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I remember like,
0: in high school they gave us a, a reading list for English and uh, Dutch literature. You have to read the classics, and I was a, what do you call it, a ferocious reader up until twelve years old. Yeah. And then when in school they said you have to read Shakespeare right now, I was like fuck this, <laughs> and I never read again. It really ruined it. Yeah.
1: Um, well, yeah, I think though that's because it, if if it's if you're told to do something, if you don't have control, you know, and this is where it's funny, I think, because writer's block assumes that you have full well, control, right? Yeah, I, but, I think you it,
0: it, you're getting to a good point. And it's like, do you want to or do you have to?
1: Yeah, exactly. That's the point.
0: But some people say, oh, the idea has to be so good that you don't even want it. You have to. There's no question. But I think I, I like this space of like, I want this to exist. I'm not sure if it should exist, but I want it to exist.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if someone's just telling you, you have to do something, mm, I, I don't know. Like, Or if you're telling yourself that and it's a lie... Um, you know, I I think a lot of times you're in these contexts and you have to really dismantle, like, okay, so who's in control here? This is personally my, this is my personal interest. I'm a bit selfishly engaged with this topic. But, like, the history of, like, artistic production, as far as new media is concerned, was the history of, like, turning that, you know, control upside down. So control was in the hands of the few. The history of video art performance has been about, like, putting control into the hands of the many. And the idea there was that we would create like a lot more value for the world through share like through the the, the multiplication factor sounds of sounds like an ad for Facebook. It's like a Coca-Cola ad for sure. <laughs> Facebook is like a chair. What if the, what if we could all just sit on a yeah, chair. Yeah, I'm like the Winkle the Winklevoss twins. But honestly it was like yeah. there were three television networks in nineteen sixty nine, right? So you know now we have billions of television networks. That's that is the like Zuckerberg claim. Yeah, in theory, no one has a challenge with writer's block. They just hold the camera up to their face and take a picture of the, themselves making a funny, you know, face. But that's of the a
0: good—that's a good analogy. There's this uh, rule of thumb in internet content. It's uh, the, the numbers must change all the time, but it's like 95 percent of internet traffic is consumption, four percent is curation, and one percent is creation. Mm-hmm. It's really, you know. Uh, uh, you can correct me on the stats, but that's about the gist of it. That, and that says a lot about writer's block. Not everyone's a creator.
1: Well, what I think is interesting about it too is that these platforms, like TikTok, for example, they give you recipes, right? Like, so they've invented, and and the reason they do this is that they it's need. It's like a coloring book. They need an engaged daily active user. It's exactly like a coloring book, right? Where they're like, "Uh, people can't create. Okay, we're we're going to give them the constraints necessary." to create something, anything. And then what I find interesting is, pe- you know, people then take that up memetically and, and actually do get creative with it. I kind
0: of feel that I work that way, that I'm, I'm not comfortable in the complete open where you just have a studio and materials and brushes and all these things. It's, it's The options are too broad. Mm-hmm. And I like, like, okay, this is a, a web page or this is a haiku or this is a... You need a constraint, whatever. yeah. Yeah, and so... I do like that and some people like a Picasso sort of artist the Picasso made this comment most artists make a, a cake form and then the rest of their life they bake the same cake.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's the dot paintings thing, right?
0: Yeah.
1: Because it's hard. I mean maybe that's an even better point and maybe I do have writer's block. It's just I'm afraid to confront it, which is the again going back to that movie point, the fear of starting in a complete from from scratch like completely new yeah and we've talked yeah. about this on the podcast before like throwing away well that's what
0: i mean like when i say like oh i don't have writer's block i have plenty of ideas for some people it's like you've been making the same work for the last 20 years it's time to do something different
1: mm-hmm. yeah well i mean i'm definitely not making the same work i did when i was i was younger but i mean it's yeah, similar idea. Yeah, but you
0: or me or whoever. You, you, no, you no, I get, afar, I get you're it. You're like, yeah. oh, it's the same thing, it's the same thing.
1: Well, like, my sister's a painter, and she manages to find new things to paint, which I find just amazing. And she's, like, completely constrained just to painting. And I find seeing her new paintings to be exciting, right? Even, yeah, and I don't know, but I don't think I could do that. Like, I don't think I could find it exciting to, yeah. to paint different um, beaches but I, or whatever. I, I,
0: ha- I have seen painters that... I was talking about writer's block being specific to writers. Mm-hmm. But for painters, there's an anxiety if the storage of the works gets out of hand and you just have your body of work and it's just stacking up. Yeah. And at some point, the cost of it and the, the storage and all this stuff is like, hmm, is this really worth all the trouble? Yeah.
1: And that can eat at you. I'm about to, like, donate all of my works from my gallery to um, an institution. Like everything I've ever made, because I don't oh, have room for and storage. The institution is excited. <laughs> I haven't found the institution yet. Oh, like, that's the challenge. But I'm just preparing yeah. to package it up and like give it all away. Yeah. But um, yeah, like the storage thing's real. <laughs> if you're not a selling yeah. artist, but
0: imagine if you make really large paintings.
1: Like, yeah, I don't know how Julian Schnabel handled it. Like, I think well, he sold them. he sells them. them. That's <laughs> <different. Yeah. laughs> but like. Maybe there's like Julian Schnabel's like, you know, like evil twin and Our he's just cuz yeah, yeah. he's got like a barn or a like a huge Amazon sized <laughs> <Yeah>. warehouse. Yeah, Julio <laughs> Schnabel. Yeah. Um I think yeah. there's probably some celebrities like that because there are a lot of failed celebrity artists that like just Yeah, but they have money to pay for storage. Right, yeah. right, right. Oh man. Well, this is um who knows
0: if celebrities have money? Maybe they're just famous.
1: This would have been a very funny topic if we had nothing to talk about. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. I was super afraid of it coming into it. I was like, you know what? I don't have that much context on no, this topic. But,
0: uh, yeah. When I talk about I do experience that dread of starting. Yeah. But usually, most of the time, I find something. Maybe not something huge, but I find something. And then if I have one or two ideas, then if they're okay, that was a good day.
1: Mm-hmm. My biggest problem is sometimes I'll spend too long on something and I have other things to do. So that's both in my as an artist but also as like a as like a a leader in, in or like a, a manager in software where there's as a ruler. Well there's like it's like what you said earlier. I have a spreadsheet of things I have to do. Now, like it's in my head, whatever, but I know it. It's like a hundred things long. It might even be a thousand things long. And picking the right one to do. This prioritization exercise, and maybe this this is a problem our our listeners have too. Like I have this as an artist too. Should I work on this or that? And if you only make the decision based on deadline, you're back in your original position. Whereas like, who's really in control here? Is it you or the deadline? Like you're not putting your energy where you want to. And so yeah. I kind of, I don't know what I, your what your but formula I th- is. I
0: really the deadline is interesting because I feel like the big change was the internet. The idea of the deadline. Kind of disappeared, but with social media, it kind of came back. Mm-hmm. So now on YouTube, you have to do a new video every three days or whatever the <laughs> algorithm wants. Yeah. But before that, I feel like that that was kind of the beauty. It's not the deadline of a show, but it's like, well, this is a work. This is a work. I'm gonna put one up. I'm gonna put one up. Whenever you feel like it. No pressure. Yeah. Uh, I think that's a really good point. Stats on your page and all this stuff. You know, there's something beautiful about that.
1: I think it's a really good point. Like, do you have to, like, are you making it, if you're making something for the algorithm, like, we haven't talked much about it, we've touched on it, but the algorithm deadline is is absurd. <laughs> like, yep. it's legit, you're legit giving, forfeiting all of your control. Yeah. That you're no longer in control. Well,
0: and, th- and that's the thing now with NFT. Like, we're trying to figure out the algorithm of the NFT platform or the the ecosystem, Mm-hmm. Like what are you supposed to do how public should you be in your voice and how much should you reach out to other people and how much should you blah 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 and it's so measured because you can see how things do and how other people do and all this stuff but at the heart of online culture and, and all the things the successful memes that go for a lot of money all those were made without a deadline mm-hmm. and that's why they're so original and fun and great and spontaneous not because they weren't planned Yeah. so you can't replicate that sort of spontaneity.
1: That's my. That's a huge point, point. and that's one of the things that I think. When you keep saying like, like your early videos, I I was and I and I and I still try and get to it all the time, which is like, just the sp- the spontaneity of the improvise improvisation leads to some incredible works that y- you yeah. could never. And have I, don't
0: you think that a lot of that had to do with you just having a lot of time?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And now if, like, I'm under a time crunch, I don't have time to throw away about it. I think it comes also down to this throwing away because I remember also I, I worked with a lot of photographers or went to school with photographers, and they they always taught me, like, you know, what you want to do is always be shooting, and then sometimes you're going to get a good shot. But it, being a good photographer is not actually in shooting at all. It's in editing. Yeah. And it's, like, because... Editing
0: takes so much brain power. Yeah. It's very... It, yeah, shooting is very happy and free, and then the editing is like, is this one better than that one?
1: But you know, I think if we were, you, know, you see all of these people, like you know, the Beeple example is obviously famous now, but like the one a day, you know, like I'm going to do yep. one thing a day, and it is really almost like a thing to get over the writer's block um, phenomenon, but it's actually more to get to this place that we all know we need to get to which is the improvisational zone the zone yeah. of the unplanned the accident and,
0: and so this is interesting where in theory i agree like <laughs> oh you should do one a day but then when you see the stuff that people make once a day you're like mm, maybe they should do a little bit less because yeah. the quality is not that great i just me.
1: think it's like a training regimen it's like if you go running once a day you know you, yeah, you're going run you
0: have to be careful you have to be careful because there's different kinds of training for running and you if might you want to be a knees. long distance yeah. runner or a sprinter or whatever it's not without risk so if you if you if you say i have to make something every day well, there's the analogy or the the example of duchamp and the example of uh, warhol and i think they're both artists that whatever is the theme of your exhibition you can find a work of theirs that would fit <laughs> whether it's you know yeah. maybe gender issues or sure. maybe money or maybe consumerism or philosophy they, they touched on so many topics and they both had a very different background and, and you know warhol was like a eastern european immigrant family very poor and wanted to make it in the us and uh, duchamp was like well off and his family supported him so he never really had to work and so he never felt that pressure of survival they're kind of a very similar spirit, but one is like a French dandy who's like work is kind of for losers, and I'm going to enjoy life, and and Warhol is like whatever it takes, make 500 works a day, and just get as big as possible. Mm-hmm. But they both dealt with the same mindset. I think both dealt with this deadpan observation and thoughts, and I don't know. I feel like they're very similar. Well, no, you're also
1: making like kind of a good point in regards to like. If it's one a day and you're not in control, like you know, ultimately taking breaks is actually one of the ways that I've often yeah. heard recommended for writer's block, which is like Well the
0: the the way I always see it is uh you know oh we have a nice honking car outside, but
1: Yeah, very New York. It, yeah.
0: <laughs> I, I compare it to a bow and arrow. So if you're shooting uh, with a bow and arrow to sh- do target practice, it's about stretching the bow very far and then letting go just before you stretch too far and, and the string snaps. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's actually true, but that's my mental model of bow and arrow. And to me, that's the same, like sketching, sketching, looking for the idea, and then stopping and going for a walk or going for lunch or going to having a shower, or going to the bathroom, and then the idea comes. Yeah. And and the idea won't come if you don't do anything all day and you don't think about the work. But if you think about the work all day long, so it's this Absolutely. tension between focus and letting go there's this
1: kind of weird place i'll get sometimes which is the my, a dreaded kind of like depression of creation where like i'll be on my computer all day to, and i didn't want to get on the computer in the first place but then i'll get like almost like sucked into it and by the end of the day i'm kind of like soaking in it but i haven't made any progress like i'm just like moving paragraphs around or moving shapes around yeah. or whatever it is and i can't Get out! Like I, I literally feel like I physically can't pull myself away. Like I'm so committed to the failure, (laughs) getting it right. But in those cases, it's always been great just to like shut it, like slam the lid and go do something else and come back to it later. But to
0: me, it's the the computer was never the place to come up with ideas. Yeah, it's it's a great place, but the first five percent of the work, like the initial idea, you know, once once I have the, let's say the initial idea is. Uh, one of my older websites, there's these stacks of dollars that are growing in isometric perspective. And because it's that kind of perspective, they yeah, can I'm grow I'm in front of each course. other. Yeah. That initial idea would never come from sitting on the computer and Googling stuff and then drawing stuff in Illustrator. It, it doesn't happen there. Hmm. It happens from sitting on the bathroom or sketching or a combination or going for a walk or doing groceries, something like that. And then when the initial idea is there and you scribble a dollar bill and it's in, in perspective, and then you go to the computer. That's how it works mm. for me. But I've never had an idea. I've tried, but I've never have an, had an idea opening a new Photoshop or Illustrator document. And, you know, it's really, I think the computer is great for versioning. Yeah. So you have an idea and then you make 12 versions very quickly and you see all the colors or you try different sounds. That's what the computer is good at. mm but the initial idea to me has never happened in front of the computer. It
1: reminds me of that Milton Glaser quote: um, "Computers are to um, design as microwaves are to cooking." But you know, yeah, I don't agree with that. Uh, <laughs> I, I I don't agree with your position to a certain extent because I would have been the sketchbook and think uh, artist for most of my career. But at a, there was a point where I, my mind jumped and. the my familiarity with the digital tools became greater than the draw, like with than mm-hmm. than I was capable with in drawing. Like I would get frustrated with drawing sometimes because it, it happened when I started to program. Cause I, um, if you get into real time programming, which I did for a long time, seeing the results in real time of your programming was like drawing. Like, and if you think about what the, the beauty of drawing is, is that you're responding like improvisationally in real time. To yeah, the line. I sort
0: of do the same thing where I'll have a, a, a prototype of a work in code and then play around, you know, mm-hmm. be late at night and you're on the computer and you play with the values and something different happens and the work gets better, Yeah, but that's not the initial spark. I, th- I, I just, think I can
1: agree to that, but but yeah. I'm just saying, like, a lot of people discount that familiarity with digital tools. You can get to this point of uh, improvisational clarity that is Yeah, similar. but the,
0: when I... You know, like a big idea, a big idea like Twitter. There's that famous drawing of the initial idea of Twitter, like a text field, hundred forty characters, mm-hmm. input microblog, da da da. I just don't think that came from sitting behind the computer, but maybe that's no, no, a myth, no. I, a myth. I, I I agree with you.
1: You know where my best ideas have come from in my entire in my life in general. You're not going to be surprised by this though. It's going to be like a full circle on this podcast. Is a hundred percent in conversation with other people. Okay, and I often. I cannot think alone sometimes.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, there's there's tons of people. There's a the famous example of uh, a bunch of conceptual artists sitting with each other and saying, "Well, anything can be art if 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 uh, it's conceptual." It's like you can, shit could even be art, like feces. Like, oh yeah. And Monzoni was like, "Oh, that's a good idea," <laughs> <laughs> and then he made the canned shit and uh, sold it for the price of gold in weight and weight. Yeah. Uh, the the rest is history, but it really came up in conversations like, is it okay if I do that? Yeah, you can have the shit, whatever. Yeah,
1: Yeah. (laughs) I love that example. But (laughs) I think that that might be a personal thing. Like, you know, maybe that's not the same for you. But I can even, I can think of like last week, even like several occasions where in conversation, I mapped out major strategies. And then later I wrote them down, like, or I sketched them out after the conversation. But um, anyway.
0: Yeah, I I mean, to me, the only recommendation I would have is to embrace boredom and, and you really have to actively, maybe you were saying the same thing, but whether you're playing with code or the only risk to me about trying to find ideas on the computer is that the computer is also an entertainment machine. So Mm. very quickly you get out of the zone.
1: Yeah. Twitter is just one click away, but that's where I think like conversation, like, and I miss this in the pandemic, like, Usually on a Friday or Saturday night like this, I would go to a bar. I'd see my, my friend Tasman, who's local, and we'd sit down and we'd like mm. we would yeah, yeah, yeah. we would do what we, you and I are doing yeah. right now. But we would get to some pretty amazing ideas, um, and I'd throw away a bunch of ideas as well. But it would and it would be so exciting when yeah. you're you know when one of the yeah. one
0: of the good things about conversation also is maybe not coming up with ideas but testing. You're ideas. testing them, yeah, exactly,
1: yeah. yeah you're bouncing but them back off to
0: the the idea of the collective. I do think ideas can be very fragile and sound like nothing when you say them mm. and you might lose the belief in them.
1: The committee problem.
0: Yeah. And that's where in my experience, I would dread working in a committee because you have to defend ideas. And I, I think the best ideas are not sound ridiculous.
1: Of course. I agree a hundred percent. Like if an idea is fragile and it there's, there there's a book called the culture code that looked at this problem, but like, it really does depend on who's in the room. So there's like a type of personality. They did these studies. I can't remember what where they, what institution they did them at, but like they found this type personality type that they could put in a room, and that person would immediately destroy the collabor- collaborative <laughs> potential of the room. They would just like you make <laughs> fun it's of so people, negative. be negative, yeah. and like and no oh, one would say yeah. anything. Um, I
0: remember that there was like some some group chat for, for artists. Uh, 2008 or something, and some people from the Pirate Bay were also on the chat, and they just kept making fun of everyone, and you get really afraid. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, these people are super cool. I can't say anything. Oh, I'm lame. And then yeah. You just,
1: yeah. Yeah, those people sit down with, like, Duchamp. Duchamp's, like, you know, just gonna... You know, stop. The urinal thing never would have happened. i be like, oh, you know, urinal, what a stupid idea. <laughs> like, yeah. I, and he'd be like, that's the point. No, no, that's stupid. It's too stupid. <laughs> don't, yeah. don't do it.
0: Exactly. That's never going <laughs> to. No, I, I remember really dear friends, like, good artists, sitting down with me and just sitting in front of me like, Raphael, you really have to stop making websites. <laughs> oh, you God. have to stop. It's so stupid. Like, you're much more talented. It's so stupid. You need to make paintings. It's never going to work. Collectors are not going to believe in it. These are good people who understand internet culture younger than me, not even old people. And they're just like, just listen to me. You need to focus on exhibitions. That's the medium of the artist. You can't focus on the internet. It's for losers. You need to stop. (laughs) And like sitting you down, you know, yeah. Yeah. So that's maybe part of of inspiration. and and, uh,
1: Be true to yourself. (laughs) <laughs> yeah,
0: that, uh, it, it's, it's such horrible advice. Like when, you know, when you're like a teenager and you have a hard time dating and you're like,
1: yeah, just be comfortable
0: with yourself. I
1: don't know, we have you know, seen we've been, good luck with that. I, I think uh, um it, we're not in the business of giving recommendations, but I think you and I both have our own personal styles and like um one of the thing one of the things I can definitely say has been a part of my success, which is different than your success. And I qualify it differently too. That's why like, we're not going to get into like, what are the measures of success that that is personal. But for me, it has always come down to doing things completely differently than people have advised me to. Um, like almost like, I think my parents were the same way, but like, as a rule, as a rule, like, yeah, it's the Costanza thing of like, well, I am definitely going to the, the opposite of the world.
0: One of the great things about inspiration sometimes is, Really, not even knowing how it's supposed to be. Yeah, and that's why you come exactly. Up
1: with something. That's the whole yeah. thing. That's why young people are so innovative. They don't yeah. have anyone. You know, they have no idea whether it's good or bad, and no one's there to tell but them. Why it's doesn't
0: bad. that work for old people when they show up? And I don't like, know. That's I good don't point. know how it works. I
1: think over, old people are overconfident, so it's like yeah, conversations <laughs> without context, bad jokes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't yeah. <laughs> like, get it. Don't worry. I've been that's doing this for years. Point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah i've
0: been on this planet for a while
1: (laughs) i think that yeah they're operating on some hyper wavelength that none of us understand but
0: that's a good point
1: um well there's definitely
0: i think that is a very valid point there's there's people who are too judgmental of their own ideas and so nothing happens and then there's people who just any idea they think is amazing but
1: yeah, you gotta find. We, you were talking
0: point. about this, this, this uh, competition idea and like who is more successful, and it's immeasurable. Yeah, artistic success. It's it's. That's what like, I said. There's no way to measure it, but I think, to me, that that saying uh, "living well is the best revenge." Like, if you're having fun, if you're really enjoying it, no one can take that away from you. That's right. Yeah. So that's what I would recommend anyone, and then something good will come out of it.
1: There we go. I agree. So keep on making yeah. those NFTs, <laughs> but like I, I you I know, think
0: I think the NFT thing—it's it, exciting, but it's also you know what I'm tie to tie the financial things so deeply into your practice is a, a lot of anxiety. I was so thinking about you that way. I was like,
1: thinking, hmm, isn't this like a cre- like creatively could be like a little bit constraining at a at a point? No,
0: you know? it, it, actually, the creative part for me has been. Uh, I had been grown kind of tired of making websites, and because of all the domain names and organization yeah. and, and spreadsheets and all this stuff, kind of took the fun out of it. And this has opened up the fun, but now I'm sitting on a stack of maybe thirty NFTs that are done. And then you get to the point where it's like, what is the pace of publishing? What are the the rules? What's the etiquette? And I start thinking too much.
1: Yeah, I think you're thinking too Be- much. Yeah, just do it.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But at the same time, you see other people who post 12 times a day, and you're like, eh, that's probably not a good idea.
1: Maybe you just give some of them to me, and I'll just put, uh, have a pseudonym. <laughs> <laughs> You'll deal with it, yeah. Anyway, yeah. Uh-huh. well, great question, um, Anton. thank you. And um, to our listeners who haven't sent in questions, please do so. There's no, like, writer's block on that, hopefully. You know, whatever comes to mind, we'll probably figure out a way to talk about it. Um, and um, I don't know. I don't know what else to say. I've got writer's block on the ending here. Normally I wrap things up, but you know, at the at the end of the day, you and I are both very different and we both have different ways of probably getting over this problem as we've discussed. Yeah. yeah. I
0: yeah, I I I think to me if I had any advice is you have to fill up your pantry. Don't think about where it's going to go. Just fill the pantry mm. and then then when it, there's a deadline or an occasion or something a, a publication or whatever then Yeah.
1: They often say it's like, like
0: like a good chef, like anyone, a cook will tell you it's it starts with groceries. Mm-hmm. Like you have to get the good ingredients.
1: Yeah, otherwise you got that problem of you have your whole life to prepare for your first success, but then you the next one is the hardest one, right? Mm.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay, fill All those right. pantries. Well, let's Thanks go grocery shopping.
0: Thank you, Inton. Thank you. Yeah. I've got bye